Hi, I'm Casey Fabling, and welcome to the Fabling Built Podcast. This podcast was created to answer the questions we get every day, like who is Fabling Built? And what can I expect for a great customer experience? We also wanted to give you a behind the scenes look at how we deliver the Fabling Built experience from the perspective of the customer, our employee, and the owners. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date with our content. If you would like to learn more about who Fabling Built is, check out our website at fablingbuilt.com. Thanks for taking the time to come hang out with us. Let's get started. Fabling Built family, welcome to another episode of the Fabling Built podcast. I'm Timon Phillips. And I'm Casey Fabling. Casey, go ahead and get us started, man. What are we talking about today? We are in another uh, series of answering your questions. Nice. So we get this question almost every project, but especially we are getting a lot of additions and significant projects right now because uh, people are adding value to their home. Right. We've come through the last few years of it's hard to move. It's hard to, to find a new home. It's hard to find a home that fits their, their people's needs. And so they're adding. Uh, so instead they're finding ways to renovate the home they're in. Mm -hmm. Also home values are improving. And so they're, uh, people are adding square footage, adding to, you know, upgrading their homes, updating their homes, which improves the value. Right. So on these big projects, we get this question all the time. Tell me about change orders. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're, you're using it, using the bigger projects as a reference point because change orders are a thing that can happen on any project, but it yep. seems to be really, it, it can really impact the project the larger it gets. Right. And it's one of those things that when I say the word change order, some people, you know, you might be listening to this and you might think, oh God, oh. it's coming. <laughs> right. It, it's kind of one of those triggering, triggering words. Yeah. And so we do a lot of work up front to, to manage this. Um, and, and, and go as far as to say, even we write our proposals and our contracts in a way that limits change orders as much as possible. Right. So, and, and I'm going to talk about our process a, a little bit, but I'm going to talk about the why behind a lot of it. So I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily going to use a lot of specific examples Okay. as far as like, you know, if for you who's listening or watching, you might be able to connect this to your project or your home or, or how this makes sense to you. But the why is more the, you know, kind of why we're going to do this. Excellent. I'm, I think it's a great topic. Let's get into it. So one of the first things that, you know, when, when somebody calls failing built and we, we're talking about what we do, um, you know, we, we, we want to make sure that we get some really clear connection as to what's the scope of work, right? What's the expectation timeline and how much is it going to cost? Mm -hmm. You know, budget is one of those first conversations. We've learned that people really want to know what is that budget? What is, what can I expect? And so the project developers, their job is to lead and guide the conversation to honor those three things. Yeah. And, and part of what they do is they ask questions that uh, are probing enough that will kind of pull more. Even if you as a homeowner, you may not have thought about some of these things. And, they're, you know, they're trained to ask probing questions just to kind of, you know, get your input on things that you may or you may not have even thought about for the project yet. Right. Exactly. And and there are. You know, there, there are so many variables when we're talking about a renovation. We, what we want to do is we want to be able to come to your home and build the value that meets your needs, your desires, your goals, as opposed to coming in and saying, well, this is a failing built project. This is how we do it. Right. You know, for us, what we provide is the structure and the process to guide you through the renovation as opposed to, 
you know, I've, I've definitely worked with people that they only do this type of project only if it looks a certain way, only if, and guess what? That's great. And that works for them. For sure. Yeah. Our target and the people that we have, I have learned, you know, I mean, it's, it's been over a decade when I, I realized that homeowners just need someone to help them with their home. You know, they just need to be able to say, who can do this for me? Who right. can help guide me through this? Right. Not who can tell me what I should or should not do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's or just saying, who can I go to? And I ask, I know everything. Um, who can I go to for that? Right. They may not even be in that situation. Exactly. And so, you know, so for us, it's really just to guide and be the, the source of what's the next step and help guide them. And so as we're developing the project and we're, and we're setting the guidelines of this is what is going to be included in this project. And this is what we're going, we are trying to, um, you know, our, our project developers, they go through so much training because we're not just, we're not just thinking about tile and paint and wood and and cabinets. You know, when we're doing a kitchen, half of our kitchens, we're removing a a wall. We're going into the next room. We're affecting the house in multiple ways. You know, we're, we're dealing with structural, we're dealing with electrical, with plumbing, with, with systems in the house, uh, HVAC. We want to make sure the HVAC is, is balanced and healthy. You know, when we do um, attic additions, for example, one of the things that's really crucial is not just making it look pretty, but making it comfortable. And that's one of the biggest challenges with attic renovations and and additions. And so as we're going through all these different things, that's why we, we, we train the developers to think and understand, like you said, ask these questions because these questions kind of guide to help us understand Mm -hmm. where do we put the value Mm -hmm. and, and what, what, you know, what's important. So that we can arrive at the same place. Right. So one of the things that we do is as we're developing this, we're putting this together, we're, we're putting as much in a holistic plan as possible Mm -hmm. with specific, you know, uh, steps in it. If there are specific, uh, you know, if there's a, if they want specifically like a Pella window or something, if that's specific, something that they absolutely have to have then we specify that. Mm-hmm. Right. And another thing that helps with gathering all the information and be sure that everything is, is included. That's part of the reason why we even ask for pictures. Like mm-hmm. we ask for the existing conditions, which are mm-hmm. what it currently looks like. Right. And then maybe some ideas of how you want it to look. Right. So, you know, having these two as a point of reference, you can ask additional questions rather than just saying, Oh, okay, I'll go meet you there. And you go over to right. the house and now you're just looking around and okay. Right. Cause, cause for, for, for years, for five or six years, you know, when I, when I was first starting even, um, and even the first year or so of, uh, starting failing built, mm-hmm. man, someone would call me and I'd be at a job site and I would stop what I was doing. I'd pull my little black book out of my back pocket that I kept in my back pocket. And I'd write down their information and I would, I would get all their information and say, yeah, I can come by. Maybe I can come by today after, after work. Mm-hmm. Now, what they don't understand was what I was also saying was, I'm not going to be home for dinner tonight. And I would text my wife, Hey, I'm not coming home for dinner tonight. And she's like, well, when are you coming home? I don't know. Cause I'm probably going to get another call tomorrow. Right. Right. You know, and, and, and just consistently setting this up. And so what I, what I learned in myself was I was not organizing myself to eliminate chaos in my client's lives in my family's life and my own life. Mm-hmm. And so we've created this structure of asking all these questions, getting the pictures, everything up front so that we can guide the customer to eliminate chaos. Absolutely. To create balance, cr- create structure. 
And so again, you know, a customer might call us and say, man, I've got to have Pella windows. Okay, but you sent us a photo of a window that's white on the inside, black on the outside. You know, now you shared with me your budgets at this space. And I understand, we can definitely get Pella mm -hmm. windows. Mm -hmm. But I also can get these other windows that are exactly the same, a different brand, and much lower cost. Are you okay with that? Oh, I didn't know that. Right. I just thought I had to have Pella windows. Yeah. Um, and even that type of, that type of, you know, attention and detail, that can... So they're saving value mm -hmm. there where it may or may not mean something to them. Mm -hmm. Well, now they can extract that value and put it into something that might mean more to them. Right. Right. And so like, like for a kitchen renovation, for example, um, you know, we ask a lot of questions to be able to connect to the, what is the value? What is the purpose? What is the, you know, I've got to have a wolf stove, for example. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do, is this imperative that we have this stove? Yes. Okay. Well then, making sure we, we present that and we, and we get upfront, what is, exactly. where's that going to fit in the budget? Yep. Um, and then, but sometimes they might say, I, I really want this type of stove and I've heard about a wolf, but are there other options? Yeah, there are. And here's some options that are maybe a third the cost. Okay. What's the difference? It's got a different name, you know? And, then, <laughs> and so, you know, and again, there is tremendous value in a wolf stove, but is it valuable to that homeowner? You know, and that's something that we've learned where we're being able to bring the right people to the right place. Right. So what that does, again, is is we're bringing together specific points of value in a home. Now, with a kitchen renovation, we have an allowance for the faucet. We have an allowance for the sink. We have an allowance for for the cabinets, for the countertops, for the, you know, well, these are based on standards. These are based on 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 historical standard pricing right. that our customers use. Right, right. Now, we've got a job right now where the the standard, the allowance for the cabinets, I mean the countertops would have been $5,000. And so that's the allowance that's in the job. Well, they found something that they want that's $15,000. Okay. It's an easy decision. They know that this is the what's in the allowance. This is what they want instead, and so that's going to be the difference of the change order or they can purchase it directly from the vendor and we credit them back the the uh the $5,000. Yep. And you said change order. That's so if it gets far enough to where you're in a project, it can work that way. But asking those questions at the beginning mm -hmm. makes you set up, the, set it up right from, from the beginning so that, right. You know, and, and that's not to change. Like you said at the beginning, change order does have kind of a negative connotation to it, but change orders uh, can be, it can really be a good thing. Absolutely. Change orders are ways that we communicate. Uh, we communicate the, the advancement of the project, and change orders sometimes are an addition of scope or change orders sometimes are a, subtra a subtraction of scope or, mm -hmm. or a credit on the project. Um, you know, again, uh, um, I, I've told the story a lot, but we did a bathroom a couple years ago. Um, our standard allowance on, you know, a shower head was like $150 and the homeowner found a shower oh, head. Yeah, she absolutely loved for $2,000. Yep. Just loved it. She was like, I'm getting this shower head. Okay. So, so she, it, it wasn't a, Hey, I just need to let you know, there's going to be $1,850 change orders. She's like, no problem. I already know we've got $150 in the budget. I want this one. Send me the change order. And so it was a point of decision. It's a point of, okay, we agree that this is the next step mm -hmm. because unfortunately what can happen instead. And, and I've had people who have had this experience and, and it's why our change order process is, so we work, we've worked so hard to codify it. 
but also our proposal process. We've worked so hard to do, ask all these questions up front. Right. We call it doing the thrashing up front. We want to do as much question asking and much thrashing up front so that when we, once we start, we can know as much as possible because otherwise it's a text here, a, a handshake here, an agreement here. And suddenly you're at the final job, the end of the job. And there's, you know, I've, I've had people share this with me, you know, they've get, they've got an extra $10,000 tacked onto the last invoice and they weren't expecting it mm-hmm. because I, I hold myself as the contractor responsible to communicate daily to the homeowner. This is where we are. And so what a change order process does is it codifies. This is where we are financially. It also says, you know, this is, this is what we're agreeing to. And, and it, 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 it strengthens the agreement, the, the uh, relationship between the homeowner and the contractor. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Because the ultimately what we want to do with our whole process, this comes down to the core of the why we want to take away uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's, there's probably the two highest fears in the world. One is death and one is uncertainty. I can't do much about death. You know, right. Yeah. We can't ever, yeah, we do. We do. We do have, we, we have a safe team. We, we really <laughs> develop a lot on that side, but do something for outside it. of that, <laughs> I can't do much there with uncertainty. I will, I will do as much as possible. And that starts from that first phone call. Yeah. And that's why the people, the, the, when the team answers the phone, Hey, thank you for calling Fabian Bill. My name is Timon Phillips. I can help you. We understand what we understand renovations. We mm-hmm. know what the process should be. We know how to, guide you through the process so from that initial call you have someone who's taking the information and you know what questions to ask yep they know how to get get the information for you then that project is transferred to a project developer who knows even more on how to you know just looking at the information that was already gathered yep and just asking additional probing questions to pull more information from it so i want to add to this so 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 there's different people along the steps of the process right You've got the initial, you know, the, the, the people on the, on the phone who answer and they get that information. And then the project developer is that person who really takes them through to the point of signing the contract. Mm -hmm. And then you've got a project manager who takes over and there's a, there's a handoff process. It's not a, it's not a point where it's like, you know, one person's responsible and then boom, the next day. Yeah. It's a, it's a process where there's a phasing out and phasing on, um, or phasing in. And then we have our, our internal team. And we have our subcontractors who work together. This is, this is again, why I said at the very beginning, it comes back to the why. This uh, connects back to our core values of quality, family, and transparency. With quality, we want to make sure that everything we do, even the value of our conversations, bring quality. Exactly. You know, uh, family, it's respect. It's, it's how we respect each other. We know that you as a homeowner are representing your family and your goals and your dreams. And we're representing our position as well. And so we, we want to build that relationship together and then transparency from that very beginning of, okay, this is what we're agreeing to do. And uh, you know, uh, we can't specify every single thing in our contract, but we do specify as much as possible to say that we agree to do this where there's some ambiguity where we, we build above spec, like we build above, uh, you know, our, our standard is not builder grade. Our standard is above builder grade. And so we really work to be above that. We have a three-year warranty. We want to hold on to, um, we want to continue to bring value throughout the, the, the course of the next three years and beyond. We have, mm-hmm. I, I have, you know, people I've been working with on their homes for almost a decade now. And we I, want I to, a few, yeah. yeah. And we want to continue to bring that value. Um, 
you know, it's, it's fun when a homeowner I've worked with in the past and then they buy a new house and they're like, Casey, I bought a new house. I can't wait to work on this one too. Um, we just finished up a project that the first project we did for them was five years ago. And she said, then when we're ready, we'll call you and we'll do the next. Well, they just finished the next part that like, and I was so excited. It's just the, and the cool thing is being able to watch that happen because that's continued. Now, it's interesting because, like I said, the subcontractors that we work with, the tradespeople and the, the people who do specific work, mm-hmm. we attract people who want to live by those same core values. Um, I've got an example of an attic renovation we did a couple years ago where we had a, um, our HVAC sub. His price was $12,000 to do the HVAC and to do all this and, and everything. And it was all inclusive, include the electrical and everything. Well, a comp- you know, the homeowner said, well, that seems kind of expensive. Let me see if I can find someone else. And they found someone else to do it for $10,000. Mm-hmm. His proposal said $10,000. Well, I asked him to send me the proposal and I told him, I'm, I'm seeing some voids here. I, I, they're not saying they're going to take care of this, this, and this. I, I don't think this is all inclusive. I said, you need to go back to your HVAC guy. And they had chosen to, to directly contract with the, the HVAC. Okay. Um, the guy verbally said, no, no, this includes everything. Well, they left out all the electrical. They left out, they left wow. out a bunch of stuff. It ended up costing the homeowner over $14,000 because that HVAC contractor did not stand up to the, to the value that yeah. they said they were going to deliver. Yeah. Whereas I know for a fact that Daniel and his team, there would have been no more dollars on top of that <laughs> unless mm-hmm. they actually came into something that was unseen. Mm-hmm. And so the, the subcontractors that we even attract to our team have the same mindset he has a ongoing uh, service plan that's like super generous. He like he, he wants to make sure that your system goes on and on and on. Um, we have electricians that if there's an issue, we can call them. They'll send someone right over and fix it. Plumbers are the same. And so we build these relationships with our team as well to make sure that we can continue to promise that value to homeowners. That's excellent. I want you to, so you, you covered a lot of information about what goes into a proposal and how we do the process if you could summarize it in just maybe like one or two statements, what about our process makes change orders less frequent? From the very beginning, we work to um, understand the purpose for why the homeowners want to bring the value to their home. And we do the best we can to, to ask those questions, to encompass everything within that scope. And then we work to honor that scope. Um, and we, we create and we continue to ha- have open conversation, open communication to make sure that we all arrive at the same place. And if there are changes, if there's something that's unknown, that's uncovered, or if a homeowner finds a, a, a faucet that they just have to have and mm-hmm. they love and they want to change it. Mm-hmm. Or if they, they're like, man, we're having such a, we've got a project that's a big change order right now. We're doing the re- home renovation. We have, I don't think we've even broken ground on this yet. And they're like, Hey, we want to do our attic too. And so we're just getting ready. Like we're, we're, we're getting ready to start the renovation. We haven't even started yet. And they're already excited about doing a whole mm-hmm. attic renovation, but it's, we want to make sure that we communicate really well, how we're bringing value to their home and, and get the, uh, and, and get really connected to their why and deliver that. Well said. Anything else you want to add? No, that's a good one. All right. Um, we get that question a lot. Yeah, we do. Tell me about change orders because man, people have had ghastly experiences with, with change orders in the past. Yeah. Yeah. What's I'm trying to think of a good question to ask for, uh, what, 
never mind. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> Hey. I don't, I, it, you know, like the, I, I'm guessing you're, you're asking, you're thinking the same question, but it's like, I don't, I honestly don't want to like say, Hey, tell us your change yeah, yeah, horror story. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's October. <laughs> let's get the horror stories going. We don't want that. Honestly, <laughs> I, I can, I'm, I'm intentional about not, you know, really going too far down there because I've been down there. I've yeah. been down there where we've had people on our team who are no longer part of our team who were not using that level of transparency. Yeah. And I, I had a, I had a project where the homeowner called me and sh she said, look, we just got to the end of this project and this just got tacked on to the end. It was never communicated. Our, our proposal says no additional work will be completed until written approval. And so, and I, so I went to the homeowner. I said, I see that, but we should never have done that. And so I said, you could just, you can ignore that change order. We're going to take care of that because it's so important to me that we stand by what we say. We do what we say. Um, you know, that is more important than the job. You know, it's not just a job to me. We're in people's homes. Absolutely. We're dealing with people's homes. We're dealing with people's lives, whether that's homeowners or whether that's, you know, the people on our team. And so like every day, I want to make sure that we're over delivering the value and we're bringing that value. And so making sure that we're communicating up front with the contracts and daily updating and communicating what we're doing. That's super critical to me. Well said. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Fablin Built Podcast. I'm Timon Phillips. And I'm Casey Fablin. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Bye. This has been another episode of the Fabling Built Podcast. Stay up to date with all things Fabling Built by following us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribing to our YouTube channel. Audio versions of the podcast are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all other podcast streaming platforms. Be sure to like and comment your thoughts on today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. See you in the next episode.